At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, it is Sharp Money Hour 2 as we welcome you back. I'm Patrick Maher, live from Los Angeles. You see the picture of the South Point, and Amal Shaw sits at the VSIN desk at the South Point as we welcome you back. We are efforting, I think I see my guy. Mr. Hardwood Handicappers, he's celebrating because we got Skype to work, we believe. That is Jonathan Von Tobel, J- JVT, who uh, I texted him last night, thrilled he's going to be a part of the show as we say hi to JVT. And you know what I said before as we were heading into the break? The Spurs, the Rockets, and the Pistons are doing a remarkable job and remarkably dedicated to not even pretending anymore, JVT. I think the Spurs, what, lost 16 straight the Rockets are a disaster. Yep. And the Pistons, frankly, maybe you can start there. I know a lot of my friends in Michigan had high hopes for this team coming into the season. Potentially the biggest disappointment sitting last place in the East, the Detroit Pistons. Yeah, I think Kate Cunningham didn't help, right, Patrick? Like, I think if Kate Cunningham's healthy and he's actually going to be playing, then I think that this is a Pistons team that is maybe trying to push, much like Orlando is, right? Orlando doesn't really have hopes in winning an NBA Finals, but they're they're playing pretty good basketball, and they're pushing toward making their way into a play-in. So I would say they are disappointing, but I think a lot of that does have to do with the injury to Kate Cunningham. But you're right overall. I mean, and look out, the Oklahoma City Thunder, uh, I think all of a sudden, you know, Shea Gilders-Alexander's had this hip issue that's kept him out for now three games. Uh, I think he's now in COVID policies. I would watch out for Oklahoma City as maybe joining the mix for those three teams as well. By the way, uh, obviously right now you look at these teams, Detroit, San Antonio, Houston, which you guys referenced, Charlotte, all these teams potentially trying to buy to get Victor Webb and Yama. Uh, where do you think he's going to potentially wind up? I'm going to tell you right now because I'm an NBA conspiracy theorist. I don't think he's going to San Antonio. You can't have the next global superstar in San Antonio. Uh, well, I mean, I, uh, Tim Duncan was a superstar, wasn't he? I mean, Tim he Duncan, was in San Tim, Duncan, Tim Duncan couldn't sell water to a guy who uh, crawled across the Sahara. That guy wasn't marketable well, at all. I'm talking about a guy because Robin Yama's European. I think he's going to be a guy who can market globally. Yeah, I mean, but they don't really have a choice, right? There's three teams you're going to get a, what is it, like a 25% chance at the top overall pick, whatever the odds are now that they have, they've changed it them all. So 
I mean, he might not have a choice. He might go to Charlotte and waste away there for a while. And I guess you can sell some stuff because the highlights of him and LaMelo Ball, who unfortunately fractured his ankle, it seems, the other night, um, maybe that's going to be a pretty fun tandem to put together from an offensive standpoint. You can put together some really nice highlight reels. Uh, but Charlotte's going to be in the mix for that pick as well. So I think it's going to be interesting to see where he lands. Because I'm with you, Malik. He's a very marketable guy. He's already becoming a star in his own right, just given the platform that he's on, which is somewhat limited already, just being a prospect playing over there and maybe appearing in some G League games against some competition when he comes over here. But if he wins, winds up in like a Charlotte or a San Antonio, it, it would be a pretty tough blow for the NBA because those are kind of some wastelands from an NBA standpoint, at least at this point. Jonathan Von Tobel, Hardwood Handicappers, of course, go to vcent.com and download it. it. This is, again, vcent senior NBA analyst, but uh, vcent host. And I say that to say this, like, at a very young age, you're making a career off this league. So let's zoom out because we've got you for two segments and talk about the league in general. Where are you on your sport, dude? Because Silver at the All-Star Game was answering questions about load management. It's hmm. incessantly a conversation that surrounds the game. Motivation, potentially incentivizing players through contracts. Like When you give out advice on betting the association – it's difficult because of the lack of motivation and load management. Where are you on a macro level on your sport right now? I mean, I think, especially from a betting perspective, right, Patrick? So it changes things, you know, from a frustration. So, you know, talking about like player availability. And I think I brought this up to him all when he was with Dave on that show you know, a couple of weeks back, which was, I think one of the misconceptions about player load management is that a lot of this directive comes from teams, not so much players, right? Players are not going to teams and saying, I want to rest tonight. Players are getting the directive from health and management staffs who are saying the science is telling us you should rest in these games because of X, Y, and Z. So it's a conversation more, I think, or less about player incentives and more about talking to teams about this science and whether or not it's actually effective for a lot of these guys. And in hand, is it hurting our league for the most part? And I think from a betting standpoint, now that you are in, in, in a in bet with sports gambling, there should be a better directive when it comes to these injury reports, uh, practice reports, things of that nature. You know, in the NFL, for example, guys, a guy can be listed as questionable, but you and I and Amal and everybody else both know if that guy's a limited participant on a Friday practice, he's playing, right? Like, that's not really a big deal. We understand that that's going to happen. And so I think from an NBA standpoint, to get more clarity or – if you're going to go down the route of sports science and you're going to rest guys from a fan standpoint, from a betting standpoint, you should be as a team forced to two weeks out say, okay, we have games X, Y, and Z. We are going to rest our players in these games X, Y, and Z because the randomness of it is very frustrating, not only from a gambling standpoint, from just a pure fan standpoint, who again shows up to go to some of these games and ultimately doesn't get to see the player that they want to play because they're playing games like that. And another example is Giannis, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis Antetokounmpo this year, guys, has been listed as probable and missed games. He has been listed as doubtful and played in games. Those are things that, like, what are we doing with designations? Do these designations actually matter? What do they even mean? So I think there's ways that you can keep up this load management, if you will, but also make it easier on consumers, whether it's from a sports betting standpoint or from a fan standpoint, to make this more accurate, to make it easier to ingest and make it easier to accept for a lot of people, because I think the random nature of it is what really turns people off. I think you made some fantastic points. I love your point about the two weeks out. The one issue that I have from a fan standpoint, guys, is if you're in Orlando, and let's say you're going to buy tickets to the Warriors, now you're forced to buy tickets to the Indiana Pacers as well. It's like a two, three, four, five-game package in order to see certain teams, the Lakers, the Warriors, the Bucks, mm. the Celtics. So you're forcing fans to buy four-game packages for one game, in essence, and then all of a sudden that key player sits out. I, I think that's something so crucial that you have to pay attention to. You mentioned the Milwaukee Bucks. They're riding a 14-game winning streak. They're in Brooklyn tonight, laying six and a half against the Nets on the road here. Can they make it 15 in a row? Can they cover this game? Giannis going to be a game-time decision here in this one to me I think it's more important for Milwaukee to have home court than it is for Boston uh, I'm not a believer in anybody else coming out of the Eastern Conference want to get your thoughts on this game in particular if you have a edge or a lean one way or the other and then also big picture in terms of the Eastern Conference can Milwaukee win the league meaning the conference if they have to go to Boston in a game seven or does it want is it something that they need to have at home whereas I think Boston can win game seven in Milwaukee so first off, when we're talking about this game of all, it's just what we just talked about. 
I, I don't believe Giannis is going to play or not play until the sneaker hits the wood, right? The, yeah. the market is moving in the direction of Milwaukee a, a little bit here, especially in the early morning going. I think we opened up, what, overnight five or up to six. Some spots got to six and a half. That is a move that would tell you that Giannis is going to end up playing in this game. But again, would not believe it until you see it, right? He ended up not playing in that Phoenix Suns game, but the market moved really quickly in the morning toward Milwaukee like it was going to happen. It ultimately didn't. So even with the probable designation, I want to make sure he's going to be out there if he's going to play. So I think from a pre-flop standpoint, you're sitting back and you're watching and you're going to see what happens if he's available. You attack it from an in-game standpoint. I will say this. If he's going to play them all, I think it's a pretty good shot they're going to get this. Not only because they're favored. Brooklyn, since they have reformed their roster, have been terrible defensively. A defensive rating of 124.2 in the five games they have played up to this point. A half-court defensive rating of 111.6. That's abysmal. Like, this is a team that surprisingly... With wing defenders like Mikhail Bridges, Dorian Finney-Smith, Cam Johnson, and others, like they haven't really been good on that end of the floor. And that is going to be a problem here. And the other thing to watch, I wrote about this the other day, and it didn't come to fruition. I bet the team total over for Brooklyn against Atlanta. Atlanta sped them up. Atlanta inconsistently defensively allowed them to get over that team total. But their offensive numbers have not been great either since they reconstructed this roster. They don't have a lot of shot creation, right? They're, they're running a lot for Mikhail Bridges, who I think has really high upside as an offensive player, but really hasn't found that aspect of his game yet. And that has really led to some really poor offensive numbers for them too. So if Milwaukee's at full strength defensively and offensively, I think this is one where they can win comfortably them all. But again, you just want to make sure that you have them out there. And to finish your overall question, right, about Milwaukee in the big picture, absolutely. I don't think the difference between Boston and Milwaukee is really any big difference. And I do think at least that today, uh, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, I think Milwaukee actually owns the one seed now they because do. of this 14 game. game. Yep. Yep. Right. So that's that's 100%. massively important uh, because remember, guys, last year in the postseason, home court got to as high as being worth four and a half points. So if you're going to get that, that is going to be something that really works in your favor. So I think overall, yes, Milwaukee is a very good team. I have them rated as the second best team in the NBA, and there is a hair between them and the Boston Celtics. And I think there's value in them in the big picture. I think there's value in Giannis to an MVP. I think this team is really slept on in a, in a lot of different facets. JVT talking NBA hardwood handicappers here on Sharp Money. The West is wild, JVT. It's so congested. Two losses separate four through 11 as far as the yep. seeding. Let's go to the Grizz tonight. They're hosting a LeBron-less Lakers team. This number's jumped all the way up to nine. The Grizzlies don't lose at home. They're 25-5 and five on Homewood. What do you got on this one? Yeah, and the best defensive rating in non-garbage time at home, too, Patrick. 105.9 defensive rating in those times. Uh, they're, they're freaking awesome. And just go back to over the weekend, they got Denver right on the front end of a back-to-back. -back. They limited Denver to an offensive rating in 95.9, turned them over a bunch, and blew them out. And then, of course, Denver went on the next game, and we know what they did offensively against the Los Angeles Clippers. So what Grizzly, the Grizzlies do defensively uh, is absolutely real here. So I think that that is something worth mentioning. I think in-game, again, this is not this move has already incorporated LeBron James' absence and maybe even a little bit more so. I think it would be Lakers or pass, or you're waiting in-game for a better opportunity for Memphis. But this is one where they could come in and put the clamps down. We've seen two games with this new roster without LeBron James for uh, the Los Angeles Lakers. And offensively, in both of those games, a combined offensive rating of 103.7. It was not really good. And one of those games was against Portland Trailblazers, who are a very, very bad defensive team. So I think that you're not expecting a lot of offense here from the Los Angeles Lakers without LeBron James. It's obviously baked into the market. It would be Memphis or pass, but I think the better angle is go in-game and wait for a better number and lay it with Memphis. Love the point he makes there, Patrick, in terms of the in-game. I talk about it all the time. I think you just get such a better opportunity. I, I still feel like... The NBA is one of the best sports to be able to take in-game opportunities with. Mm -hmm. And just to me, you really get an advantage because there's always seems like there's going to be a run. It's very rare that you get a wire-to-wire -wire job, guys, on one team or the other. Uh, I know we're getting ready to go to commercial, Patrick, but, you know, I want to when we come back, I want to ask him a little bit about Sacramento. Well, my favorite player in the NBA plays there. And I tell you what, this kid is unbelievable. He's been great since the day he came out of Kentucky, and that's De'Aaron Fox. But I also want to get your thoughts on that Malik Monk performance. Is that a credit to Monk, or is that an indictment of the way the league is going right now in terms of Malik Monk scoring 45? Okay, we'll talk about that. And I want to get JVT's approach to the Spurs, to the Rockets, to the Pistons, these teams that are going to be tanking down the stretch. As a handicapper, how does he approach those teams? My favorite part of the Spurs segment with JVT was the spite in his voice when he said, load management. You could tell it pisses him off. We're back here. Sharp Money, VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you, I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, you're looking for hardwood handicappers and also NHL, NBA, college basketball analysis? Well, become a VSIN Pro subscriber. Introductory offer, $9.99. Right now, it's going to go away, so make sure you check it out. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests. Lucky you. Tools like our betting splits, deep dive betting reports, VEASAN betting guides, and more. Check it out. VSIN.com slash subscribe as we welcome you back. Remember, that's just $9.99 right now. I'm Patrick Maher. Of course, he's a Mall Shaw. Sharp money. Uh, Jonathan Von Tobel, longtime colleague here at VSIN, Hardwood Handicappers. What Jonathan likes the most about Sharp Money, the new show, is he appreciates the intro, the montage where me and Amal Shaw are standing back to back like we're going to the prom. That's your favorite part, right, JBT? Yeah, and the second favorite part is, I don't know if you did this on purpose. My head cannon would say that you did. Like, did they tell you, like, Patrick, point out to the right. Act like you're toxic. Like, hey, hey, yeah, man, what's going on? Yeah. Like, you're a man of the people. <laughs> they did. They did. I think the biggest surprise, like I said yesterday, though, you heard the sick beat. Brent Musburger yeah. does the voiceover. He actually produced the beat, too. So we're kind of lucky to get uh, Brent Musburger on the ones and twos. Um, okay. Uh, the joke didn't go well yesterday. It didn't go well again today. Let's go Keep Nuggets. Trying. Keep trying. Never uh, give up. Shut up. Shut, shut up. <laughs> Let's go Nuggets, Rockets tonight. I talked about a tanking yeah. team in the Rockets. How about the Nuggets, JBT? They're owning the West, and then randomly they look over. Here comes the new owner with the Phoenix Suns, and he adds KD. By the way, KD may debut tomorrow night for the Suns. Tonight you've got uh, – what's the number there in Houston? It's up to nine with – uh, Denver lane, excuse me, 10 and a half, 11 with Denver yep. laying it. Yeah. So it opened up 10, uh, got to where it is. I'll say this. Look, so I don't really have a strong opinion here in any way. I know what some handicappers would like to do here, Patrick, and there is some risk here because they're, you know, you're not really getting great odds and you're playing into a market where a lot of this stuff is already baked in. But what you'll see now going forward in the NBA, a lot of people, and especially a day like today is a really good example of it. 
you will see people put these money line parlays together. They'll have the Denver Nuggets. They will have the uh, who are the, the Kings are playing the Thunder and the Jazz against the Spurs, right? All three teams that we're talking about tanking, especially on these nights where they're playing together or in certain jurisdictions where you can create parlays and leave a leg open for the next day, whatever it is. That, I think, is a strategy and going to be the strategy of a lot of people because these teams, the, the Rockets of the world and others, they don't want to win these games. Obviously, the probability that they're going to win these games is very low on top of that. And so stringing them all together on some of these money line parlays, I know Gil did it a lot back in the day called the Tankapalooza. It really worked a lot, especially when you have that one chance or the best chance at getting the top overall pick. That's not the case anymore, but you're going to see that a lot. So I'm not necessarily recommending it, but I think that's going to be the popular way to do it. String together these money line parlays of teams playing against these tanking teams. And tonight's a really good way to do it just because you have all three of them in action later today. Do you, do you have any concern or fear about a certain number that you're kind of have a point of demarcation in terms of the money line in those situations? Uh, not specifically a line of demarcation at all because it's not necessarily something I will personally do, Got right? It. Like I, I think for me, when I put those money line, when I put together the money line parlays into markets that are already like baked over, right? That we know something's going to happen. I'll do it on like the last day of the NBA regular season. Like for example, last year was a really good one. The four Eastern conference teams that needed to win to get in the play in, Right, All of them strung them together on a money line parlay, put it together, it got home because he needed to win. They were playing teams that were already eliminated or whose seeding was already salted away. And, and so things like that, I will do it. On a night-to-night basis where you're talking about putting together three-leg money line parlays that you're probably still going to have to be laying a price on, uh, I, I'm going to stay away from doing that pretty regularly. So I don't really have like a line of demarcation for it. By the way, fat money line parlays, especially in the NFL, are like a drug for new bettors. <laughs> They yeah. just look at the bench. They just look at the lineup, and they just think this is a no-brainer. You always get burned on fat money line parlays. I, I, I don't necessarily do it as much in the NBA. Well, you always got to you always got to add the last leg, right? You always got to add the of last course. leg to get there uh, at, at the end to get that plus price. You know what I mean? And that one's uh, the one you're sweating instead of just sitting there saying, you know what? I can take the minus 120 or 130. Instead, they're trying to go plus 105. And the next thing you know, you're like, oh man, we're going to overtime. Here's my question about the Mavs. Kid was pissed after that loss to the Lakers the other day. You generally look for a team to bounce back specifically defensively. Uh, here comes Indiana. It's 237 and a half on the total, and Dallas is laying nine. Here's the thing, though, Patrick, like he should be. They're not a good defensive team. And they haven't been all year long. And what they did was trade away their best three and D guy for Kyrie Irving, who's not going to improve your defensive rating right. in that game, right? So if you look at it, and I wrote about this today on the column up on the website. For the game, the Mavericks had a defensive rating of 111. So you're like, oh, that's that's an above average defensive rating. They just had a little bad luck. In the second half, their defensive rating was 133.3. They were abysmal defensively in the second half against the Los Angeles Lakers. They are a team that is in the mid-20s in non-garbage time defensive efficiency. This is going to be a problem for them as you move forward. It's why, for me, I just don't really buy them as a contender. They can uh, they can beat anybody in a best-of-seven series. And I mean that. Anybody, any team in the league, they can beat mm. them one time off. But winning three series in a row, right, a best-of-seven, that's a harder task because you have to defend at some point, even though a lot of people don't think that. So you bring that to today, right? Markets all over them. I think what they opened up seven. We're up to, I think, nine right now. No injuries, at least that I have noted at this point for the Indiana Pacers. And you look at this specifically through transition, the seventh most points per 100 possessions added through transition offense off live rebounds by opponents to Dallas Mavericks. They're a terrible defensive team taking on an opponent that can really exploit one of their biggest weaknesses. I am honestly surprised that the market has moved as much as it has here in favor of the Dallas Mavericks. Maybe it's the spot that they're betting on here coming off of the loss to the Los Angeles Lakers. Maybe they're banking on the Pacers, maybe you know, uh, messing with their lineups because, again, they might enter the tanking fray. But at this point, I would not be comfortable laying a big number for a team like Dallas who plays defense the way that they do. I love the point you make about the lack of defensive effort for this team. JBT was on with Dave Ross and I a few weeks ago. He talked about the lack of defensive ability from this team to begin with. And then you add in a defensive traffic cone in Kyrie Irving. And there's no reason to be laying this type of number in this particular spot. JBT, any particular teams that have really stood out to you that maybe people can look at from a betting standpoint? I want to mention one team because I'm a big De'Aaron Fox guy. I love the way the Kings have played. Demonis Sabonis is an all-star. I mean, you talk about a quiet season, having a great year for this team. They're 35 and 25. Monk goes for, I think, what, 45 or 47 against the Clippers another night in that charity game down at the Staples Center. Um, 
Is Malik Monk or is everybody in this league now able to score at will? Or is this kind of an indictment on the lack of defense? And should we just be playing these games on over the totals? Because I remember looking about a week and a half ago. I think seven of the eight games got over, but they didn't just get over. We're not talking about 232 getting to 234, 250, 260, 270. Yeah, I think them all. So the market is obviously adjusted. So right. you don't want to go ahead and blindly bet all these games sure. over because you are seeing some high totals on the board. And, and our guy, Dave Tooley, does a great job of tracking like overall, you know, what the over and under and the trends are. I think we're still hovering right around break even. I haven't checked Tooley's Twitter account for a while. I'm on it every day, uh, but I haven't checked it for the last couple of days. But regardless of all, like to your overall point here with Sacramento, they are very good. Like they're great. And there's an argument to be made that maybe they're a little undervalued by the betting market. I would also point out, though, that in that game against the Clippers, they were up by 14 with three minutes left to go and ended up blowing that game, right? And ultimately going to overtime and then blew another big lead in the first overtime before they allowed them to win, the Kings did, uh, in that game. So, I like, the problem with Sacramento, Mall is they're a really good and fun offensive team. And their numbers, especially when De'Aaron Fox is out there, he's questionable today, so we'll yeah. see if he ends up not playing, are, are tremendous. But they don't play defense. And I even wrote about this today when we talked about the Thunder game, which was everybody's going to remember that win over the Los Angeles Clippers. But don't forget their offensive rating of over their, their, their defensive rating of over 125 in that game and how bad it was for them as well. And I think that is ultimately what keeps you from like laying big numbers. It's not a big number tonight here against Oklahoma City. And from the market really buying into that team as an NBA Finals contender, there's a reason why they're solidly in the third seed right now and still at triple digits to win the NBA Finals. Confirmed Dave Tooley stalker. He is Jonathan Von Tobel. By the way, are you who not? Cares Look about at the bowling shirts. They're great. <laughs> who cares about Lillard going for 71? Do you know the stats? Like, maybe you can clean this up for me, JVT. I think 22 different times dudes have gone for over 50 plus this year. Like, scoring's out yeah. of control right now. It is. And it's individual scoring, man. It just, it's crazy because there's different ways to look at it, right? You can look at it from the perspective of, oh, they don't play defense anymore. Or I can look at it from the perspective of these guys individually are so freaking talented that they're getting off and they're going to their spots and they're having their contests in which they're, they're scoring these games because they're so good. I mean, look at Damian Lillard. The guy's incredible with what he can do. And he's changed. It was pointed out during the shooting contest. He's changed his shooting motion just a little bit with the way that he palms the ball when it goes up. Like these guys are always working on their games, always changing what they're doing. The scoring's out of this world because of the way that they're playing basketball. Like they, these guys are at the top of their game in the NBA. VEASAN's NBA betting podcast, Hardwood Handicappers, is back. VEASAN's senior NBA analyst, Jonathan Von Tobel, goes through all the top storylines and betting angles across the association to help you become a smarter and better NBA better. Download and subscribe to Hardwood Handicappers wherever you get, you get your podcasts. And by the way, if you're looking for JVT this weekend, his family's going to be looking for him. He's actually doing a 12-hour shift both on Saturday and Sunday right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. We appreciate you for that, JVT. Thank you. Uh, well, I hope it's not 12 hours. I was told it's only four hours each day. So if it's 12, we've got to do some renegotiating here on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, but also would like to point out new schedule for Harvard Handicappers Monday, Wednesday, and Friday in the mornings, part of this new schedule with the podcast and show. So check that out. You're the best. We'd like to do this with you once a week and we appreciate you. Thank you very much, JVT. You got it, guys. Good to talk to you. Thank, Thank you. you. Okay. Me, it's me, JBT, on Twitter. Make sure you give him a follow. Charlie Campbell. We're going to go straight to Indianapolis. The Combine. WalterFootball.com draft analyst next here. Sharp Money. V-Sin. V-Sports. But there I am pointing at a mall in a fake way on our little promo. We're back. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on V-Sin, the sports betting network. Okay, you've got the Arnold Palmer Open and UFC 285 this week. Head over to Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers has you covered for every line, odd, and boost. For all the golf fans out there, Bet Rivers is the place to bet the Arnold Palmer Open with top 10 insurance. So place a pre tourney bet on an outright winner, and the fun doesn't stop there. Bet Rivers has you covered for UFC 285, parlay insurance, and more. Check out betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app. Okay, thrilled about this. Remember, Lucas Oil, Indianapolis, the Combine underway today through Sunday. We're going to be joined now here on Sharp Money. I'm Al Shaw, Patrick Maher. Charlie Campbell joins us, WalterFootball.com. WalterFootball.com, by the way, if you're into football and you're not, you don't have it bookmarked, you're insane because it's just a tremendous site. He's a draft analyst over there, and he joins us. First off, Charlie, thank you for joining us. I, I have to start here. Your accuracy via fantasy pros over the past few years has been ridiculous. I mean, I, I, I hate to ask you such a rote question, but why are you so accurate in predicting the draft? 
Oh, thank you. I appreciate the kind words. Uh, really, it comes down to I lean on people who know more than I do. Uh, and that's, uh, I have a great network with NFL teams, and I rely on them. And I throw my opinion on players out the window because that's irrelevant. I'm just trying to completely project where they value players, and I lean on them for that. And I don't speak to agents either. Uh, so I just rely on team people when I'm putting together mock drafts, and, and that's been working well to, to produce something accurate for our readers as to, you know, the general way the draft will play out. I, I love that you're utilizing those assets instead of the agents. Every one of the agents has every one of their guys going in the first round, despite the fact there's only 31 picks this year. Um, <laughs> exactly. I want to ask you about the quarterbacks. A lot of talk right now. Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. Uh, we see uh, Will Levis, obviously, in the conversation as well. And then Anthony Richardson is shooting up from a betting market standpoint with the first overall pick. Quickly, I just want to say something before you answer the question. I think it should be Young or Stroud. I don't understand this affinity for Will Levis and Anthony Richardson. Anybody that watched these two guys play in the SEC probably agree with me and don't think that they should be worthy of even being close to the first overall pick. What do you say on those two guys? And then tell me who you think could be the first overall pick. Yeah, I completely agree that Richardson and Lavis should not be uh, really in the discussion for the first overall pick. Their 2022 tape uh, was disappointing for each player. Uh, Richardson, the accuracy issues are just extremely alarming uh, in terms of uh, throwing the ball in the short to intermediate part of the field to move the chains. Levis has major issues of ball security, holding the ball too long, uh, taking sacks, taking hits. Uh, so definitely those two guys did not put together a season um, that showed that they belong going at the top of the draft, whereas Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud just both had two straight years of really impressive play. Uh, two years in a row they did it. Um, and so I, I think it'll come down to those two. I would say Bryce Young is still uh, my favorite. Uh, who, I, If I were going to put money on it, I would bet him to be the number one overall pick at this time. But it's not uh, impossible that uh, Stroud leaps him, especially as owners kind of get involved and have the eyeball test of the two guys where – there's just a stark contrast between Young being a shorter, thinner-framed guy and Stroud being more of that quintessential NFL quarterback at like 6'3", 220, roughly. So that's going to be a factor, but still tape-wise, Bryce Young was the better of the two uh, in college, and that's why I think he's the favorite to go number one. Combine underway, Indianapolis. Charlie Campbell joins us here. WalterFootball.com does a great job, draft analyst. Uh, your latest three-round mock draft. Okay, so you obviously got Chicago uh, one, and you've got them taking Will Anderson out of Alabama. Kind of mixed reviews last year for Will Anderson. I know Lombardi was down on Will Anderson's performance last year, but you do have him going one overall here. Yeah, and Will Anderson's had multiple years of good play uh, for for Alabama. And I think that with the Bears, they have to get the pick right. And so they need a, a game changer on defense. And, and uh, Ryan Poles, their general manager, has talked about they'll have a, a inclination and preference for the premium positions. Uh, Jalen Carter as an interior defensive lineman, that's not a premium position. Edge rusher is. And then I think the character, uh, Jalen Carter has work ethic concerns and character makeup concerns where Will Anderson does not. And I think in the Bears situation where they have to get this pick right, they need an edge rusher. Will Anderson has some similarities to Khalil Mack, who they just traded away. So uh, when it comes down to those two, I could see them ending up feeling safer with Anderson, giving the character and makeup, and he plays a, a premium position that they really need help at. 
Charlie, I love that assessment. I love Will Anderson. To me, it's not even close. I would take Will Anderson all day over Jalen Carter. We'll see what happens there, guys. I want to ask you, there's several prop bets out there that are intriguing. Four and a half quarterbacks in the first round, yay or nay. Uh, will it go over that number? Tanner McKee's a guy that's an interesting wild card to me. And then also, uh, first wide receiver off the board. Is that going to be a Jordan Addison? Is that going to be Johnson out of uh, TCU? Or is that going to be Jackson Smith and Jigba, who barely played last year? Yeah, I mean, that's going to be – that's a real tough one right there. I would do the under on the quarterbacks of four and a half. I, I don't think Tanner McKee sneaks in there. Uh, so I, I do think that you could have four, but I, I don't see a fifth one. And wide receiver, man, that is that is a tough call between uh, between those guys because Smith Najigba, Johnston, um, and then Jordan Addison and Zay Flowers has been rising. So it's really, I would say, if I were betting, I'd want to wait till we get a little further in the process before I put down on that one because uh, let's see how these guys run in the forty. Uh, let's see you know, how the pro days go as well, um, and injury as well with how the medical is going to check out. Um, Smith Najigba, Jordan Addison had injuries last year. Johnston played banged up uh, as well. So that medical evaluation that's happening here at the Combine right now could have a big impact on, on that, on, on which receivers first off the board as well. So uh, that one, I think it's too early to call. Charlie, I know Amal's big on uh, Bryce Young. We're going to see this Saturday. We're going to see Richardson. We're going to see C.J. Stroud throw. Young won't. You talked about your sources at the onset of this conversation. What are you hearing directly about Bryce Young? Well, I, it doesn't – I mean, every, all the, everyone here would prefer guys to throw and work out if able to, um, but it's not the end of the world that he doesn't. I think that, uh, you know, the other guys – uh, have more to prove, uh, Richardson and Levis especially, but Richardson by far uh, in terms of accuracy throwing the ball, where that's really over two seasons you really saw Bryce Young do it at a super high level and playing in an NFL uh, offense there in Alabama. So I don't think it's really going to hurt him that he hasn't worked out. I think he'll he'll be fine. He has a, just a giant stack of good tape uh, to fall back on that Levis and Richardson do not. So I think Bryce Young's in fine shape. Charlie, what about the size with Bryce Young? C.J. Stroud is prototypical, and I think the one area where Stroud could ascend in the draft is when he makes the workout throws, he's going to be able to make every throw in the book. Whereas Bryce Young, is he going to be 5'10", 5'11", 6 feet? How much is he going to weigh? I think that's the one area I'm still waiting to see what happens with Bryce Young. Anything you've heard so far that suggests or implies that there is some concern, long-term viability from a health standpoint, because we've seen Tua be banged up in the NFL fairly frequently. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think that that is the real wild card between which quarterback goes first between Stroud and Young. And, uh, you know, there's the other factor in it is the ownership level when, you know, the, the scouts have all seen these guys in person, um, but some GMs and coaches haven't yet. They're not uh, on the road the way scouts are during the fall uh, going to school. So they're going to see these guys in person for the first time, some of them, and the ownership will. So when you just do the eyeball test, if you're, if you're the owner of, say, the Colts or the Texans or, you know, Carolina, Atlanta, the Raiders, you know, Bryce Young does not look like your typical NFL quarterback. He looks short and thin-framed, where C.J. Stroud really, you know, passes the eyeball test as being a thicker-framed guy, having good height, and then in the workout he's going to throw the ball extremely well because he, he really has a good arm talent and can make all the throws. So uh, that's definitely going to be something to monitor during the pro days and pre-draft visits. Charlie Campbell kills it. WalterFootball.com draft analyst. Enjoy Indianapolis, and thanks for the time, Charlie. Appreciate you. Great talking with you guys. Take care. Thank you. All right. WalterFootball.com draft analyst Charlie Campbell. I want to come back and talk about that four-and-a-half number on the quarterback prop with you, and we'll get back into the free agency as far as the quarterbacks. Here, Sharp Money. It's v the sports betting network. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, it is Sharp Money. I'm Patrick Maher. He's Amal Shaw. I want to let you know this segment is brought to you by Zen. Look, why are you dipping? Why are you smoking when it's more natural and you can get it done with Zen? Go to Zen.com and make sure you check it out. Appreciate Zen sponsoring this segment of Smart Money as we welcome you back. Uh, we just had Charlie Campbell on from WalterFootball.com, and you mentioned four and a half. Yeah. And I understand your obsession. Like, the one thing about – and you talk about Bryce Young and his – he's sinewy. I don't know if that's a good word to use, but he's I don't even sinewy. know what it means. Can we get a follow-up on that, please? Dustin will t- he'll he'll do a he'll do a um a dictionary check at the end of the show when we close the tabs. Well, the problem is I can't he, answer your next question if I don't know what the word means. He has, but his arm talent's ridiculous. You know, Young is like you said. If he had prototypical size, he'd be generational. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of prototypical size, the dude you're obsessed with, and Tanner McKee. Look, he played on an awful awful Stanford team. Stanford team. But if you think Anthony Richardson has great size, what is McKee like six 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 seven? And his arm strength is ridiculous. Well, guys generally at six seven or above are a detriment, right? I think he's about six five two thirty somewhere in two forty. I'd have to go back and double check. But the thing what I like about him is he's, he can make the throws with accuracy. When you look at Will Levis, he can't make the short to inter- intermediate throws. I think somebody's going to take him in the first round, Patrick, because. Nobody wants to admit this, and I don't know if Michael Lombardi would admit this. I think sometimes these people give in and cave into the noise around them. They say they don't hear it. That is total nonsense. Let me tell you right now, if you were a real man and really had the balls, you'd say, I'm not taking Will Levis. This guy's absolute trash. Why would you take him? He couldn't start at Penn State. Did you see the dumpster fires they've been running out of quarterback for the last half a dozen Sean years? Sean Clifford. He got beaten up by Sean, Sean Clifford. It's exactly. Sean Clifford. Sean Clifford is going to be selling you Geico insurance near you somewhere soon. I mean, give me a break. You couldn't beat this guy out, and he's going to be a first-round pick? Just stop it. It's ridiculous. The prop is going to be four and a half. I was concerned that McKee with his size could sneak in there. I don't think he should be a first-rounder, but I'm concerned that would be the one thing that destroys the bet because Ross and I had talked about this. Dave Ross and I, 
He likes over four and a half because he goes, oh, GM's going to reach. I go, there's nobody else to take in this draft. Look, Richardson and Levis, to me, should not even be first-round picks. But Young and Stroud, top five picks. And then Levis and Richardson should go somewhere in the top 20, in my opinion. That's where they'll end up going. I wouldn't take them. But I think we'll wind up four in the first round. Well, Levis is four and a half to one to go one overall. I, I guess he, if you want to say he probably has the strongest arm in the draft, I think Levis has said he can throw the ball 80 yards. What does it matter if you can throw the ball 80 yards and you're as inaccurate as all get out? Also, a regression last year. He lost some skill outside. I get that. But big time regression last year from Levis. Great point you bring up there, Patrick. And one thing that I like in that reference you made is that guys who could play can play. They'll put the ball where maybe guys don't exactly. catch it. But you'll still see it on tape. And I don't think we saw it on Will Levis. Real quick, I want to get your thought. Give me your ranking of the four quarterbacks if you have them. Maybe if you have two or three, fine. But just your thoughts on those four guys. I think Young's a stud. I, I, I agree. Think he, obviously, I genuinely would be concerned because he is so sinewy. And what I mean by that, it's not just the height. He's so slender. Yeah. He's such a slight build. But his arm strength, he can make every throw at every level. He's tremendous. I love him. I think Stroud's a little overrated. You're the Ohio State guy. Um, prototypical size. He's a little bit bigger than you think, uh, but I would put Richardson too, just because I think the ceiling is ridiculous. I don't know if he's going to ultimately turn into an accurate passer, but we saw Josh Allen do it. So I'd go young one, Richardson two, Stroud three, Levis four. I'd probably put McKee from what I saw over Levis, to be honest with you. I'm just so down on Levis in a big spot this last year. He did nothing. Uh, so I'd go young. I'd go Richardson. I'd go... Stroud, I'd go McKee, and I'd go Levis. Uh, I would go Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, uh, Anthony Richardson. I would go Hendon Hooker. He's got the age and the knee He's problem. He's 28 years old, 30 years old, 33 years old. Actually, I think you're wrong on all that. I believe he's officially got an AARP card. He's 42 years old. <laughs> he's actually a member of AARP. But, <laughs> the big guy. <laughs> uh, but the reality of it is, I, I thought Hooker was tremendous. Look, I, I, I disagree with you slightly on Stroud. He's 44 I, years old. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> he's getting older by the second, uh, like the rest of us. I think Stroud's really a tremendous quarterback. I think some of the knock on him is that he played with Marvin Harrison Jr., Mecca Ibuka, and then, of course, the previous year with two guys who had 1,000-yard seasons, Rookie of the Year, including Garrett Wilson and Chris Halave. So when you look at those four guys, they're going to be first-round picks in Ibuka, uh, Mecca, and, of course, Marvin. But I think Stroud's got tremendous talent. I think he can make all the throws, and I think he's got a chance. I think both these guys have the ability to be elite-level quarterbacks to the next level. Will Levis and Anthony Richardson, I'm not buying. Richardson, I get your point on. I just don't see a Jalen Hurts and uh, Josh Allen type of improvement in the passing game. Question for you. How do you differentiate an RIP, I'm not making light of it, Dwayne Haskins, and he should have won the Heisman that year. You would agree with me. Well, I, wait, numbers, who won it that year? Who won it that year? It was uh, Oklahoma. Somebody from Oklahoma. Baker? Look that up for Baker me. Or Kyler? Was it Baker? If it was Kyler, no, it was Kyler, Kyler was 100% justified in winning it. So. Haskins numbers were comparable to Stroud. Yeah. So is the size. I'm talking about an offense that is so ready made for a quarterback and Correct. a thrower of the football. How do you differentiate Haskins and Stroud? Because I think Stroud can put the ball in places Haskins never could. So arm strength's comparable. I agree with you. They both could make absolute laser throws 20 yards down the field on those uh, routes, just right over the linebacker, especially if you're facing a cover two. But to me, I think C.J. Stroud has the ability to throw the ball with pinpoint accuracy in many slots and situations. So he's more accurate. I yeah, would agree absolutely. with you. I, yeah. He is more accurate than Haskins. I would agree yeah. with you there. And I think Haskins' numbers, that, Haskins numbers were ridiculous. I think Look like 50 and 6. 50, 50 touchdowns, 6 INTs. 6 I picks. Could, yeah, I yeah, could be wrong on that. Or 50 and 7. But uh, I, I just think that Stroud is really good. Look, the reality of it is if uh, Ryan Day goes for it on 4th and 1, I think Ohio State probably wins the national championship. Oh, settle down. What are you talking about? We they ready had a 10 to go point with lead. polls? We ready to go with Bears GM polls? They're talking about the free agent quarterbacks. Justin Fields, it appears that the Bears are going to move off that number one pick. They should. I think Fields showed more accuracy. I think he has a live arm. Obviously, he rushed for what? Close to 76 yards a game. He's a freak athlete. And here is polls talking about what they're going to do with that number one overall pick. No, nothing's changed there. I saw, you know, the the deal from yesterday in terms of leaning one way or the other you know i think that's always been the case we've always leaned that way because justin did some really 
good things. I'm excited about where his game's going to go. Um, but at the same time, when you sit in our situation at one overall, you have to do your due diligence. You have to investigate everything. You got to spend time with those guys just to make sure we're making the right decision. Um, what's important to me, and I think everyone knows me by now and how uh, I want to treat our players, we'll be in communication with Justin along the way just to make sure that, you know, he knows what we're doing and nothing's a surprise to him. You specifically requested we play that piece of uh, sound first. Why? Oh, because, look, I think the Bears are in a great position to change the fortunes of their franchise very quickly. You trade out of the one spot, and I think you take uh, Will Anderson. I love Will Anderson out of Alabama. To me, it's not that close. Forget the off-field concerns that have been uh, mentioned about Jalen Carter. I think Will Anderson's an absolute difference maker. You know, you go back to two years ago, the numbers he put up, it was criminal that he was not the Heisman runner-up or wasn't invited to New York City what he did that year. I think 30-plus tackles for loss, 15, 16, some 17 sacks. I think he's unbelievable. The Bears can get better fairly quickly. The defense is part of the problem. And then I want to see this team in the second round with the plethora of picks they have go get somebody like uh, a Jackson Smith and Jigba if he were to fall that far. Someone that can make a difference, Jordan Addison at the receiver position. Because the one thing is, everyone sits there and criticizes Justin Fields. But my God, tell me any of these guys that any hey, of the quarterbacks around the league want to play with. You know what You know what Fields has, Amal, honestly? He's got that dog in him. Yeah, he the does. The dude cares. Dude, and he, I love Patrick, He's go ahead, so Patrick. dialed in. You know what I loved in that? And there was a game earlier this year they lost. I think it might have been against Atlanta. And he stands up in the locker room and he says it was my fault. Zach Wilson, yeah. when they couldn't even get a first down, is talking about, no, it wasn't my fault. That's the difference. Guys are going to back you if, they, if you are that, as you alluded to. I love that he's got that dog in him. And I think that's why on the Buckeyes team he was so respected. And you see the same thing in Chicago. People, his teammates love him. I think he's a bit of a weird, he's a bit of an odd personality, kind of, he he's does his own thing, but his teammates love him. We talked about Bill Zimmerman, who hosts that big-time so, Chicago Bears podcast. He said the teammates are obsessed with him, and nobody cares more than Fields. That's a good place to start yeah, he's with a guy pet- that showed more arm talent than expected and obviously a great runner of the football. He's the Patrick Maher of the Chicago Bears. Oh, sh- the, that That is condescending. Yeah, absolutely. In, in no I, way I take were you trying to be genuine with your compliment <laughs> of me. That was condescending. When we come back, hey, big guy, you have a rust, you have a rest angle you want to get into, correct? Yeah, I'm a fan of players resting, and I can explain why in the next segment. Also, I guess we're still doing it even after the debacle that was yesterday. We're coming back with your top ten boxing movies. And a rest angle that you can jump no, on no, no. from we're the coming, big guy. We're coming back with a number nine movie. No, I told him I told him to have two prepared today. So my assumption is he will have one prepared today. Plus, he's got four props he's betting today. The big guy coming back as we continue. It's sharp money. Condescending show number two. It's V Sin, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.